0: Welcome, everybody, to uh, season four, episode four of Never Go Full Nelson. I'm Ben Nelson, and uh, joined by my son, Nick Nelson, partner there. How you doing, bud? Hola. Hola. And uh, we've got our friend, Chad Gillis, with us today. Chad, how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: God, no your voice is so calm and soothing. <laughs> Okay, you going no to, to him all the time him. and just of say all right,
2: man seriously I, I'm going to have
3: no problem hey. you his voice on this thing so
1: right I was, I was going to bring my ukulele and kind of go that route too
0: okay uh, no 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 no. <laughs> well you know we could play some ukulele on here
1: no, you guys got kind of rocker themes going on so uh, we do we should probably stick with that we do yeah, yeah it mean, probably, stuff, probably too. P-
0: it more fits the, uh, the in your face kind of stuff that we end up doing not on purpose yeah. We don't no, mean it on purpose. Okay. It just happens that way. I right got next? an easy.
3: I got an easy listening collection too. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I, I like the softer yeah. stuff too. <laughs>
0: he listens to dudes. Basha. I've heard him. I've, yeah. Right. Uh, got.
3: I've got her in my in my phone. I do.
0: And it, probably you probably got some Inya in there too, don't you?
3: Me? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I got kidding? some Inya in there.
0: That'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, be damn. Oh, I was listening to special effects on the way over here, man. I like, I like them. They're pretty cool. Chilly. Have
1: you guys heard any AI music yet? Any like... Um... I refuse.
0: <laughs> no. Anything hey. as an artist
3: and as a creator? No way. No AI on my But guy. as
0: a journalist, have you read any AI journalism yet? Because Lori was telling me she's reading it all the time.
1: I have. Does not um, like it. I have, we had a property that experimented with it in Ohio and it came out pretty poorly. Not pretty poorly, very poorly. Um, It was terribly formatted. Um, It said basically nobody scored in the second half of the football game. So it said the second half ended in hibernation. (laughs) Um, I mean, just things (laughs) like that that were just you couldn't really understand i mean you know, i get it, it. it said something <laughs> it said something like you know the, the, an event of the athletic kind um you know that kind of stuff so Whoa. it was pretty bad
0: yeah it was that's either ai or somebody's very high when they write this story uh,
1: a little bit of both maybe i think <laughs> n- nobody paid attention to it you know obviously nobody read that
0: yeah. because yeah.
1: um it just it was a wreck, so
0: yeah, you see a lot of that, and well, not a, a whole lot, but you do see a lot of that. I mean, if I can spot a typo on, uh, <laughs> it's bad because I can't spell worse spit, man. So when I when I spot spelling type, uh, spotting typos in CNN's headlines and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I'm like, damn, are you guys reading this stuff? I know they're in a hurry to get it out. That must be it, right? they such a damn hurry to yeah. get out.
1: They are, and you know, everybody wants to be first. And the thing is, though, to be correct, and yeah, um, that's enough. They don't correct do, and early.
3: Yeah, they don't do that enough, man. Uh, you know, like I've seen so many times. You know, and I think that's why people have such a problem with. I'm going to do air quotes here. Mainstream media, right? Is because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people that, especially in in news and you know online news and stuff, they're not. You know, back in the day, you used to. You know, we talked about this last episode back in the day, you used to have to, you know, check all your sources, right? And make sure that you're mm-hmm. not spreading falsities out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, a newspaper, uh, I forgot what I, we talked about it last week, did this in a small town, you know, and they got them on charges for, you know, stealing personal data or whatever it was because, and they invaded their, their newspaper and everything like that. When all they were doing was sourcing, you know, they were running, to run a story about a local person there and they were sourcing mm-hmm. their, their information making sure it was correct. And, you know, so it's like, (laughs) you're going to do that or you are not going to do that? We have to do that. You know, I imagine.
0: Yeah. So I guess the question is, Chad, I mean, do do you guys journalists? I mean, Mm. I I consider you one of the few remaining journalists that I actually know. Um, I mean, you know, we, there's, you know, we, we got, I don't know. Is, is Charlie still writing? Charlie Whitehead? Is he still writing?
1: Unfortunately not. Um, Hmm. Charlie's a wealth of information going back to you know the '80s, so it would uh, it'd be great to have him back on staff for so me So Bill,
0: Bill's still writing, right? Or uh,
1: yeah, Bill's still there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, let's talk. About, what, yeah, when you're asking a question, what? So you are? Uh, are you a reporter Are you a writer? What are you? Yeah,
1: environmental reporter. Okay. I mean, one thing I, I was going to bring up that you know you you look at national media and kind of the way things are portrayed and. Earlier this year, you probably heard about the sargassum, you know, the massive sargassum, you know, comet or whatever that was going to come and hit Florida, and and there was a story that came out that there was Vibrio vulnificus in the sargassum, that the what some type people call flesh eating bacteria. It's uh, ne- uh, necrofasciitis, something like that. Yeah. But so the the media Funky. ran with this big story um, about the you know so called flesh eating bacteria, and our editors kept asking us like, why are you guys not putting this story out? And and we have two environmental reporters, and we kept checking with people, and we weren't finding that there was uh, vibrio no in the there was couldn't
0: corroborate the story, huh?
1: No, and we couldn't do it. So we never covered it. And our editors did a great job of not just sending somebody else and letting another reporter do it, you know, and just yeah. telling them to flat do it. So we ended up, you know, not having to retract a story because our editors actually listened to us because we weren't finding what the national media was reporting. And then uh, the Treasure Coast, T.C. Palm Papers did a series of investigation uh, investigative stories and it turned out that there that the Vibrio was not there, that that was a, a theory that was found in one uh, scientific paper that. And never all these other people are true.
3: publishing that story like it's a, you know, like this is going to happen. <laughs> Probably, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. For do, sure.
0: do you find that that happens a lot? I even notice on, uh, you, you look at these little clips and whether it's in uh, CNN or over here, or over here, and it reads the same. Is that because AP's writing them? And then they're just kind of cut and pasting them to put some stuff in there. Is that what's happening, or no, what? I,
1: I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. I see that too. Um, it looks word for word. <laughs> it's I know, and and everybody's got a Python story too. If you've noticed recently this summer, every every website, CNN, MSN, all these sites, they have they have a Python story going on. So they kind of be they're kind of like I don't know flavor of the day. You're not kind talking about this other. kind of Python. Are you? Hey man, yeah, come right. down, come down, <laughs> come down. Hey, where's the beach? It's not, it's, <laughs> where's the beach? It's not a gun show <laughs> here. <laughs> Got top gun but over here. Uh, I think, uh, I think I find the national media kind of broad uh, brush paints Florida a lot of times. You know, like this past year, the New York man. Times did this big thing about the, the big nasty algae on Lake Okeechobee. And it didn't look great for a little bit, but like the day that that published, the lake started clearing up and it's cleared up since. And, you know, their story made it look as though it was just like slimy green summer I that like, we had in 2018. You, and it just, it just really wasn't the case. So. Well,
3: speaking of that lake there, and, and this is just on my own curiosity, why? Why more reporters don't go after what the, because I did, you know, back in 20, what, 2017 or 2016, I remember, remember that there was a big algae bloom that came from there and it created yeah. all of this mess. And it was stinky and it smelled terrible and it came all the way up from the lake. And I was mm-hmm. curious because I was like, okay, well, what is actually causing this? And I just did a little bit of personal digging and stuff. And there was a combination of several different factors that added up to pretty much agriculture and cows and the sugarcane and all this other stuff. And the way the dam systems are set up and I'm, it was surprising because more people don't Cover this and release this information out there. I mean, is there a reason? Like, as a for example, you're an, you said you're an environmentalist uh, journalist. Is mm-hmm. that what you
1: think? How come uh, you guys not don't an write environmentalist, about uh, well, environmentalist? I write That's about right. that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, almost, you know, probably a couple times a month, I write about the lake releases from Okeechobee into the Clusacee River. And there's, I think, the blue-green algae issue is is complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh there's various sources of pollution's uh pollution. There are uh, you know, septic tanks in my neighborhood that, you know, are being overused and, and they're they're contributing to But there's no doubt the that it is pollution issues. causing
3: this, correct? Oh it yeah, wasn't for happening sure. before.
1: No, no, it wasn't happening before. Well, not at the, not on this not at this frequency and not at this duration and not at the strain. Yeah. According yeah, and, to scientists the, I talked to.
0: And those releases, I mean it, it's it's uh, it gets kind of commingled with a lot of stuff. I, I truly believe because uh, as mayor I got involved with that with the the five mayors of Lee County for a while there a long time ago, and I was really felt really stymied about it or just kind of frustrated about it because you know when you when you actually do the math and you look at the amount of nutrients that is going into the lake from surrounding cattle from the cattle to the north from all the other stuff that's going in there and it, it's not being treated. It's just going in there. Um, and, and then you have lake releases and, and it comes this way. It seems like the story switched. Uh, it, the story kind of switched around and started talking about, Oh yeah, well, you know, we got to keep our own house clean, which we do yeah, with septic tanks, you know, to be able to do it. But I, I think that's with all the sewer systems that are working and stuff like that. I don't think that's as, there's hundreds of thousands of cows Mm. crapping and shitting in the water. Yeah, I canoed by them. That's probably bad, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I I canoed by them in 2018, early before the blooms with Andrew West. We canoed from uh, Shingle Creek, uh, 130 miles down to Lake Okeechobee. And we even saw some blooms appearing that year in February in uh, some areas that were like stagnant water and you would, you know, kind of step in an area and you could tell that it was just kind of like a manure Island. you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's legacy nutrients in Lake Okeechobee. They get stirred up when we have a big storm. So, you know, you kind of add a, add another, you know, kind of injection of.
3: What do you mean by nutrients legacy nutrients? System? Like stuff buried in it? The, yeah, the other and yeah stuff on soil. the
1: bottom of the lake that settled out over the decades, and you know yeah. largely before we had any sort of uh, regulations on you know on what was being put back into the lake wait, we got regulations now
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know in, what I always came up with and I, I don't know I, it was like, you know what it, it's uh, it's going to cost the consumers what it's going to cost it's not going to cost big sugar, it's not going to cost egg, it's not going to cost the cattle farmer it's not going to cost them it's going to cost consumer, because they should be held to the same standard. If I go to build a, I don't know, a a candy shop, an M&M store on old 41, guess what I got to have? I got to have water quality. I can't let any of my uh, water run off. I got to, I have to, it has to be treated. It has to hold there. I have to do rules like that. Ag doesn't have that. So they're the ones that probably need to, really do some stuff and then all we get from them is from the uh, the water manager district and the corps of engineers is that oh yeah we need to build a big gigantic uh we everyone all of us the people combined with taxpayers money need to build a big reservoir so this water can go in there and get clean and i'm like whoa 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 we have to <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's just it's just a little frustrating. I saw, you know? I, don't, it, I don't
3: know. On the same subject, I mean, like what got me really into it. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Netflix Rotten, but there was an episode where this is a person. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is. A guy named Carl Hyacin. He was on mm-hmm. an episode of that. He's a reporter, also. Oh,
0: I've never heard of that guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, he's. Yeah, yeah okay. I would love. Yeah, he's pretty. Uh, but yeah, Anyways. he was he was investigating a lot of it. You know, the lake and the big. You know, the old sugar. Fa- you know, families that. A lot, I mean, I've been in Florida for, you know, damn near 45 years now. I've, been, I've never heard of any of these people, you know. And my old man, you know, we, I, we did a trip once. and It was, must have been 1988. Uh, we did a trip up to Lake Okeechobee from the Hatchie, And we took it all the way up. And we took all the dams all the way up too, which was pretty cool. But, I mean, I remember when we finally got to the lake, like, I didn't see any cattle. I didn't see any cow shit. I didn't see any blue green algaes. when this is 1988. I didn't see any of that stuff back then. Or I don't remember seeing any of it, you know. And I, so, you know, I mean, things have definitely, I think, changed dramatically since then, you know, even then, even, you know, 30 years ago, whatever it was, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting. I talked with a water quality scientist at FGCU who used to work for uh the district and was over lake operations. And he'll always remind me of like, I don't know if it was necessarily 1994, but a year in that, in that decade. And then there was 03 and then there was 2011 and there was, and kind of go throughout these years. But um, I think that, you know, especially when it comes to red tide, I think they're showing that a different, a little bit of a different subject, but that, um, that it is being fed. Um, you know, by coastal runoff, and that's that's causing yeah. it to flare. You know, on yeah. beaches, and that's and what bay. they say. So, yeah.
3: That the blue yeah. al- blue green algae is is kind of not creating, but adding to that 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 red tide. You know, or you know, helping create that problem. You know,
0: yeah, I think you're right. There's two multi sides to this cube shaped coin, you And I mean, it's like, uh, you know, the you've got the 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 other frustration that we've had as uh, a municipality is that we tried to uh, pass legislation that said that you can only fertilize, right? X amount of feet from the water. You can only fertilize in certain months when it's not raining a lot. Well, you can, though. And that kind of thing. Other companies and, and can, though. <laughs> the state preempted us from doing that. They stopped us from doing that. Uh, they also stopped you know, regulations like the plastic bag regulations. and it, It's just unbelievable. So it, it's hard for communities to take their fate in their own hands and actually do something about some of these problems because the state goes, no, nah, you're not being fair to the the people who, who put fertilizer in the water or on the ground. Same thing.
3: Yeah, exactly. So like yeah, a consumer, it's a little you know, frustrating, like it,
0: but... yeah. Well, Chad, I mean, yeah. w-
3: before we get a little too crazy into the conversation here, um, I, I would like to, because I know you know him, my dad knows you. Yeah. <laughs> This is our first time meeting um, and our listeners probably have no, you know, some some of our, actually our listeners probably know you because, you know, uh, they know Ben too. Um, But, you know, just, I mean, maybe just kind of ask you about yourself a little bit. So who do you, who do you work for? You know, what do you do? Um, You know, all that fun stuff. I mean.
1: Um, I'm an environmental reporter for mostly the news press and then the Naples Daily News as well, uh, which are both owned by Gannett. And then Gannett is, uh, publishes USA Today as well. So if we have like a really big story here, like the flamingos that we had, you know, with the storm come in, um, they picked up one of my stories, you know, they'll pick up a local story if it, if it's a big, you know, interesting deal and they'll put it on USA Today. But if it's not, we'll just keep it local. And, um, so it kind of works like that. It's like, you know, almost a subsidiary or something. How long have you been so in Florida? So, Jerry, figure out where the uh, oh, uh, flamingos came from? Uh, it seems like they came from Mexico, but um, I, I talked with Jerry Lorenz, who's an Autobahn scientist, and he says they, he thinks they were uh, migrating uh, to Cuba, perhaps, and hmm. got blown off course as the storm approached. So, we're, oh, okay. yeah. That's a
3: good place to land. Have you been in Florida long? Yeah, or?
1: literally. Yeah, I moved to Florida in 99. Um, where are you I, from originally? I, uh, Tennessee, I went to uh, Middle Tennessee. I thought State. it was New
0: York City. I don't know by yeah, your right.
1: <laughs> it's, um, you, you and I can't tell if worse. I got
3: uh, Chad on here or Matthew McConaughey. So
1: I'm trying to. out. Yeah. Try
0: I get that all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, you just sound like ai I'm I not going to ask you to say it.
1: I get that all the time. I'm not kidding. I was, I was, Do up people in, ask um, you to
0: say, say the, his what, line.
1: I, yeah. that was up in uh, Madeira, Madeira <laughs> Beach, right? And Marcy and I, my wife Marcy and I were up there and there was a paddleboard race. So I was racing the next day and this lady overheard me talk and she goes, Oh my God, you sound just like Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. And she was like, Okay. I'm going to call my sister and then you just act like you're Matthew McConaughey. This is going to freak her out. <laughs> and so, she calls her sister and she hands me the, she's like, oh my God, you won't know, you won't believe who I met, I met him, you know? And she hands me the phone and I'm like, hello? And she goes, uh, oh my God, it's you? And I was like, yeah, it's me, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me." Well, see, I, I can tell the difference it. between a Tennessee
3: accent and a Texas accent, but most people from the Northeast or the North or the, you know, Midwest probably can't tell the difference. Yeah. You know? Just by the way, no. you said sister. That's the difference between Texans don't say sister. They say something different. (laughs) (laughs) So we can't get you to say,
0: all right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I met a guy up in in North Carolina, and I swear, I swear, when I saw him, I was like, that's friggin' Russell (laughs) Crowe. I mean, big guy, same beard, same beard. The only difference between him and Russell Crowe that I could tell was that this guy was an actual nice guy. Was, <laughs> no, Russell Crowe's I mean, nice to the people he knows. He didn't punch one person. <laughs> you know, Could you imagine what
3: that guy's been through, though? I mean, come on, man. I would be the same way if I was in that guy's shoes.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. It's hard to stand in those shoes. But, uh, but no, this guy was just really mellow. And of course, uh, my wife and I, you know, we, we kind of sat down at their table and started talking to him. He was an interesting guy. He was a writer and stuff like that. But he was just like super chill and everything like that. I said, so, yeah, you get, you get spotted as Russell Crowe. He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, you roll with it, right? He goes, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? You, you got to roll with that, man. You got- <laughs> <For> <laughs> because sure. he looked just like him. I was like, damn, man. You could be like, no, no photographs, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Oh, shit, Do you're- your best, uh, Maximus. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to learn some quotes, too, you know? Are you not entertained? Yeah, you're not
3: insane, Chad. We should should have had you helping us out here earlier. I didn't realize you were an audio engineer.
1: (laughs) Well, I minored in it at school, but that was a long time ago. That was like before MIDI was really. That was all analog back then, right? (laughs) It was, and my friends and I thought analog was going to be the thing always. You know, we didn't. We hated the new digital MIDI. Do you remember? Remember remember when
3: uh, Mel Gibson first released uh, Apocalypto? That was like one of the biggest first movies done in digital. That wasn't film. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember watching it being like, oh, this is weird. It's like too, you know, too crystal-y or something. I don't know. Now you mm-hmm. go back and watch like old stuff that's got that film grain on And you're like, ugh. Yeah, what
2: so the Andy hell is, is that? Who put the
3: out? fucking screen over the fucking <laughs> f- <laughs>
0: camera? You know? Uh, yeah. Times yeah. they do change, but you get it's used right. to clarity. Yeah. So tell us about your adventures. Your uh Chad has been known. How long have you been making your ventures into the Everglades?
1: Mm, I started back around 2001, I think. Uh, we had a photographer down here who was like a former uh, special ops guy. And he could just go out in the Everglades and get torn up by bugs. And 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 I hated it. You know, I, when I first came here, I just absolutely hated it. You know, he would drag mm. me out into Big Cypress Preserve or we would go to the Everglades National Park and paddle. and uh, the bugs were awful, the heat was awful, you know, the humidity was awful, and just the duration, everything, you know, I just thought it sucked. But over time, I kind of grew yes, to love it, it just, does just slowly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I enjoy it now. I mean, I've camped in July in recent oh. years um, out on the islands. I camped in, uh, I camped in June oh. at Fish Eating Creek. Um, so, no, you know, no. And,
0: and explain to Nick what you mean by camped.
1: No, probably. Like, I mean, what,
0: <laughs> tell him.
1: Like in a hammock or something like that, you know, um, like, you know, just laying, I have a really thick bed mattress pad. You'd be really impressed with that. So.
0: So this is canoeing. You're canoeing along and yeah. you find some place to camp out. Do you have, you know, particular places you like to go now? You have like a trail that you're going or are you just wandering
1: yeah, uh, I did a trip in January where we went from Flamingo to Everglades City. You know, like across the park, and it took twelve days. Um, and we had you know permits set up as, ahead of time to stay at chickies or ground sites or beaches and things like that. So, oh. um, God, um, for, I really God like,
3: forbid you 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 camp without a permit. You know, you, yeah, you, for uh, sure. Not in America. It's.
1: <laughs> yeah, now you have now you have to have a membership to the park service too, which is like a $55 thing just to even get into the system. So Oh wow. Um I found mm. that kind of interesting. But at least you can park for free there and you know launch a canoe and kayak at the main that's headquarters oh. and, and go go paddle, so that's kind of nice.
0: That's pretty wild. And you go you go like primitive and I don't mean by primitive naked, right?
1: Mm. No, no, not <laughs> okay, naked. Cool. I I wear a loincloth and no I'm just <laughs> I wear full on long sleeve shirts. Yeah. Uh, yeah typically pants, you know, because typically, you're just exposed. Pants. typically. well, not instead. Sometimes of shorts, I go sans Oh, I, I see. Pants. Okay. Sometimes I yeah, I think
0: pants. I can say that fairly about me too. Though. Typically, yeah. I wear pants. Uh, I
1: no, no, well. shorts. Short pants. No, they will, but, uh, no, the bugs yeah. will get your feet. You know, they get around your ankles really bad. So, yeah, sounds so, like so a good you, way to you get You got a,
0: into making your own fire and stuff like that,
1: huh? Oh, yeah. I started doing that probably. Really, when I started camping, I started figuring out how to build a fire because you always want a fire, you know, especially if you're new to it, because it makes it feel like less scary somehow, you know, it's almost like you got a friend there or something. You got a fire, you know, and you got, uh, it's just something that maybe you know, kind of help soothe you at the end of the day. So I started playing around with just different fire methods and ways to start them and getting into like those, the bow drill, friction fires, and just more and more difficult ways to start fires and different kinds of methods. I'll well, tell you and, what, there's,
3: not to interrupt you, but there is nothing better than being in hundred degree weather and sitting in front of a fire.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead. <laughs> you have to the go in January is like is to not have a fire probably right? <laughs> I don't know. I have you out before, before.
1: I've been out before when it felt so humid that it felt more comfortable being closer to the fire because the fire was at least burning off the humidity.
2: Yeah, and it was kind of like this
1: in between zone <laughs> that was that was the most comfortable. And I, I knew that was when things were really bad. Do you, do you yeah, ever watch that
3: you. show Alone? Do you ever watch that show?
1: Yeah, I do. I like that. the
3: The last person that just won that show, he uh, he was like literally this uh, Mexican dude, and he's he's like he won partly because. Uh, he's, he was kind of a transient already and he was just Mm -hmm. like, uh, I, I don't, I drink dirty water anyways. I'm from Mexico. I drink, I'm so my body's used to, I don't boil any of my water. So he just drinks right from the rivers. So that's a number one. He says two, uh, don't build a fire. If you can just keep yourself warm, you're going to burn energy trying to build a fire every day and getting wood and everything. If you can just have a warm spot and you just tough it out and then, you know, spoil yourself every once in a while. And so he did that and he's just he says, I'm going to fast. I'm just gonna stop fucking eating. I'm just gonna lay here in a ball for fucking weeks without eating, using a fire. And he won just by fucking all he had to do was get up and use the bathroom and go drink some water out of the river once a, you know, a couple times a day, and then go back in bed. And he he just coasted it out like that, man. It was insane. Sorry, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just one. you know, yeah, it was the last Oh great! I just ruined it for you. If you were going to watch the last one,
0: spoiler.
1: No, no, no. That's okay. I didn't, <laughs> haven't seen that one yet. Um, I have no idea just what came. happened.
3: Yeah. Well, no, it yeah.
0: Was, I mean, it's kind of like proof that uh, you you can't live without water, but you can live without food for quite a while.
3: Yeah, yeah he went. Uh, what five weeks? Five weeks, basically, without eating wow. any, anything other than like fucking moss and shit. You know.
1: Crazy. That's scary. Yeah, it was wild. yeah I don't yeah. like that part.
3: Yeah, you're not but, eating
1: moss out there, right, Chad? Not usually. I mean, I've been out in the woods with some guys that are like, hey, here's some dog fennel. Try this out. You know, and I'm just like, I'm not eating anything that you pick out here. It's just like not <laughs> happening, you know? I mean, you I know, mean, uh,
3: there's this very particular mushroom you can pick out there that's probably uh-huh. pretty good to eat. But Ooh.
1: there's, I'm just fish alone. <laughs> fry some fish or you better cook it, you know? That's, yeah, you that's better I cook it. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, out there. Yeah, I don't know. So, so I mean, what's your what's your take on that? I mean, if you go out there by yourself too, you don't always take yeah. somebody with you, right?
1: No, I go. I often go a lot uh, alone, and I'll go into big Cypress or somewhere and just drive along a road and pull over at a spot that looks good and just go straight into the woods and go for a couple of miles until I find a spot I like and pitch a hammock and uh, you know start camping. Can I can I ask uh, you a
3: serious hmm. question about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Why? 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 (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because you know you look. Why for you? Why for you? Why for me? It's just—it's wild. It's truly wild. You know, there's there's stuff out there that could like kill you. You know, I mean, it just has this feeling to it. Yeah, it has this like just this raw feeling to it. It has this ancient feeling to it. And when you get out there and you you know you you hike and get away from everything and you can see the Milky Way at night. And there's just these moments out there that just really make everything worth it. It's tough in the morning to wake up and no C.M.s are chewing on you and you got to yeah. scramble and load everything in your canoe. But then at the end of the day, when the sun's setting and you actually do have a fire, you know, there's just those special moments that really, really make it worth it. So
3: what while. do you, what do you, when you do that, what do you take, what, do you have like a plan or are you just like, fuck it, I'm going, yeah. do you, do you, you don't bring no food, no nothing, you just. I'm going to figure it out. Oh, no.
1: Well, on the hiking trips, I don't really bring much with me. Um, just some some light, uh, you know, more like cliff bars, something like that, and water. I don't really consume a whole lot of calories because it's kind of hot usually. So, I'm more concerned about the, the liquids. So. Hmm. Uh, but on the canoe side, you've got all these luxuries because you can carry, you know, yeah, yeah. 10 days of water with you. And you can carry you know, pretty much unlimited supplies in a lot of regards. So um, that really makes it different, makes it a lot more enjoyable. Very mm. cool.
0: Hey, let's, uh, let's segue back to, I mean, in, in I, well, first of all, and you told me that one time that you kind of keep a, a running journal mm. when, of your days out there and stuff like that. Do you think you have plans maybe to write a book someday about your uh, experiences out there, you think?
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. I'm I've I've been doing a little writing lately about my experiences and um uh, I f- I think I'm going to try to to write a book and um
3: you can keep going. It I'm covers
1: sure. a lot of stories. It covers a lot of um anecdotal, you know, personal stories, but then there are also uh interviews with some old-timers, uh some yeah. kayakers who've been doing it for 30 years and some uh, other explorers who've been out there uh, for a long time. So um, I I just really want to write something that is kind of like, here's what the Everglades is like. Here's what South Florida is like. You know, it's going to be like this. When you come down here, you're going to get bitten by a bug. You know, you're going to feel discomfort. It's not going to be easy. You know, you're not going to hike 18 miles in a day out in Big Cypress. I mean, you're just not going to do it. Um, and if you do, then you're in extremely good shape if you're carrying a pack because it's real slow going, it's hard to rain. um but it's very rewarding, you know at the same time. I mean we we're on that canoe trip. we faced just insane challenges, like every single day something would come up, and we mm. thought we would get into camp at two or three in the afternoon and we'd be getting in at six or seven at night. And one night we got in at two o'clock in the morning um that was that was a long day. We had to go through a river uh, where the storm were uh, Really, I don't know if it was Ian that did it. Um, it may have been Irma, but the trees were clogging up the Wood River and it took us uh, seventeen hours to make sixteen miles. Ugh. And we were just working our way pulling through a mangrove tunnel and
0: um that
1: was yeah, that wasn't a fun day. That's
0: tough. It kind of gives you an appreciation, you know, my uh my grandparents homesteaded on Pine Island, which mm. is kind of cape well. Near Pine Island, it's kind of Cape Coral now where they did, but it was a swamp back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the uh, it was the uh, federal government's uh, plan that gives you a section of line, uh, land and two cows, hopefully a male and a female, and uh, that's 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 how they were kind of populating the area. And it was just just sounded like hell. Yeah. It really did. It, the The cows would just go crazy from the mosquitoes, and uh, it was it was really rough, and it. Kind of gives you an appreciation of that kind of thing, how they did without just about everything, you know, and yeah. how they had to they they turned into subsistence farmers and then they raised raised some cattle, but it was so difficult to even raise cattle because it, with the it's a harsh environment, you know, so. I, it is. Yeah. I have
1: a tremendous amount of respect for pioneer uh, people in this area because, I mean, can you imagine just like rolling up in a wagon and you're in the middle of the woods and you're like, okay, we're here. You know, let's no, this that's is why what life I, is. I talked you know?
3: to, I was, like, was, like, so was going to bring that up to you, Dad, was that uh, even, even when you were a kid, you were telling me like how, why you sleep with a fan. And it's because mm. upstairs didn't really, the AC was like, you had like one window shaker or some bunk shit like that. Or you said so you didn't have No, we didn't have anything at yeah. right first. Could you imagine? I, I, I mean, you, you're sleeping out in the fucking swamp. So, I mean, I guess you can imagine, but me, no, nah. <laughs> uh uh-uh. I am not fucking, if it is not, uh, you know, a nice crisp, crisp 68 degrees in my house, I am not sleeping at all. It's not going to wow. fucking happen. I can't sleep without so, that So, comfort. Chet,
0: from your point of view, do you think that's just um, what what we're used to? And yeah. that if, yeah, that's just what it is, right?
1: Yeah. It's acclimation yeah. for sure. It's acclimation? I mean, I think no CMs still bother me, but not like they bother other people. It doesn't wow. seem. Wow. They, and they I feel don't...
0: like poison to me. Oh.
1: <laughs> I, I don't really feel mosquito bites anymore. I don't feel I mean, anymore. I think I, I've been bitten so many times. It just doesn't.
3: I don't, you, know what, you know what's weird? I Actually, I, I could be outside with a bunch of people and the mosquitoes will land on me, but they don't bite me or I don't get like mosquito bites at all. I, and I haven't since I was a little kid. So it's like, I think that's just like a, I don't know if that's just like a Florida thing. Like if you just start like de- <laughs> developing some kind of like anti-mosquito thing, but definitely no CMs. There's nothing that stops
0: them. <laughs> and those little saltwater mosquitoes are different.
1: Yeah, they'll fly in your eyeball and sting you in the eye. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're, like,
0: they're terrorists. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I and mean, they can but, fly like
1: but, twenty, thirty miles in a day, you know. They're, they're Oh really my
0: god, sure. really?
1: Yeah, they'll catch on a wind and just ride that wind from like ten thousand islands into Marco and Golden Gate. Yeah, I wonder
0: who put and, a collar on that guy. <laughs> Jesus. I think Colorado they can just watch mosquitoes. the clouds
1: come in. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: watch the cloud of mosquitoes, right? Do
1: you yeah, ever video- because
0: there are literally clouds of mosquitoes out there, aren't there? I mean, it's just like, oh, holy yeah. do you
3: ever videotape your yeah. stuff and, and post it or anything? Because there's like this yeah, guy on TikTok YouTube. that that like posts like him running around the fucking Everglades grabbing snakes and filming gators and just being a fucking menace to all of them, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I have a YouTube channel called Everglades Survival where I go out and do things and and film some stuff. So it's not really crazy stuff. It's more like, you know, okay, here is how to safely process wood or here is this fire starting technique or here is how to tie a prussic knot to put up your hammock or what, that kind of thing. Very educational, not, oh, you
3: know, yeah, cool. yeah, we'll
1: naked post the links, snakes
0: or cool. anything. <laughs> well, you. well, cool. So you're still learning as you go out there. Every time you go out there, you learn something new, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. The, it's just hard to explain. I, I really, this, we, we were out there 12 days and we had no one to help us. You know, we went four days without seeing another human being. And it it was up to us every day. Like, if you want coffee, you got to get up, pull it out of the pack, put the, you know, the water in the pan, get the stove fired up, get the warm water, right? You know I mean? It took a wh- 10, 15 minutes to do anything. So if you wanted a hot meal at the end of the day and you're dead tired, you were going to have to make it, you know? Well, yeah. you, so, you were mentioning
3: yeah. the, the before, you know, like uh, the, you know, uh, whatever my great grandparents were, Homesteaders, you know, here in Florida, it's like, can you imagine what kind of grit, just not just for like a, you know, week getaway or two week getaway, but fucking every day. That's the, you know, what kind of grit that would take just to just, <laughs> like you just keep going. Like, you know, why wake up in the morning? What am I fucking doing this for? <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine, yeah. man.
0: Yeah. They, they came from, uh, my, my, uh, grandfather came from Washington State and, or uh, he actually came from Denmark, then to Washington State, and then to Florida. Uh, and, uh, and so that had been a shock. Uh, even my grandmother came from Kentucky to here. You know, and and it, I was thinking, it's a lot different here than Kentucky or Washington State. Night and day, they, dude. It had been a shock. <laughs> dude. I mean, it God. really did. I mean, you came from Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't I did?
1: know anything about this ever. Yeah, it was com-
0: completely different, right? I mean, it's like... Did you do
3: this in Tennessee, too? Or, were, were, I mean, how old are you? Yeah. What do you, uh, like, you know, and you...
1: 49 and a half. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, you're not much <laughs> older than good. me, yeah.
3: Like, so, yeah. like, I mean, did you, you did this in Tennessee, too? Or did you just stuff? Yeah, I grew up, kind of stuff?
1: you know, yeah, camping with my family. My grandfather took a school bus and renovated it into a big, giant camper. And so, the oh, family wow. would all pile in and camp for like a couple of weeks in the mountains and fish and do all kinds of stuff like that. So I grew up around it a lot and, and we would come down occasionally on vacations and go to Panama City or go to uh, Daytona or go to wherever and and always, you know, fish and that type of thing. So Did you live
3: in like the uh, more mountainous areas of Tennessee or more? Yeah,
1: places? kind of the foothills of the mountains, um, probably about halfway between Nashville and Chattanooga. So kind of, yeah, right in the foothill cool. area.
0: So, what are you, if you don't want me asking, what did your father do? I mean, what, what was he doing for a living?
1: Well, he delivered soft drinks uh, for Dr. Oh. Pepper. Um, oh, there you go. So, yeah, he was a truck driver. He drove for Southeastern Freight, too, for a while. So, um, and, yeah.
0: That was, back in the, that was back in the day when a job like that made you middle class.
1: You're right. Yeah, we went from, like, when I was a kid— you know, to, uh, to living in like section eight housing to like, my dad got a truck driving job and we had a house by the time I was five. So,
3: um, yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of middle class, you, you were bringing up something when we first started um, kind of testing some of the stuff in the podcast here about the idea of like uh, middle class being pushed out of Naples and, you know, this kind of weird gentrification thing happening from, you know, climate change possibly. I, Do you mind if we, if I ask you a little bit about your, your, what you, what you were kind of talking about with that? I mean,
1: uh. yeah, I mean, basically my, I come across the idea that Ian may have been strengthened by climate change that, you know, warmer waters and uh, just, you know, the changed conditions may have raised it from a category one or two to a three or four or whatnot, you know, increased the the strength of the storm. And so you got a climate change aspect there and it it crashes into Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel that area and it cleared the slate of the old homes and the cheaper homes and the the first floor apartments where the people who were waiting tables lived happened in um, Bonita
3: Springs and it <laughs> yeah. happened there years yeah, ago it, same thing happened and there are what was it, Bonita Springs and just south of that, North Naples, on the yeah. beach there it happened.
1: Yeah, it's middle-class families are just selling their lots, basically. A lot of them are and having to move off island. But I think it's kind of a mixed feeling because out there, it's still kind of desperate feeling. It's pretty lonely out still on Fort Myers Beach. And uh, I think a lot of people are still kind of in shock in a way, uh, especially with, you know, Adelia coming through last week. That, that was... Um, Kind of sitting right off in the like uh, Atlantic
3: right now, there's this category five hurricane yeah. kind of floating around out there, you know. And I, I don't think a yeah. lot of people that don't live in Florida, like, there's thunder going on right now, right now. I don't know if you guys can hear them through my microphone, but there's a crazy storm going on right now. And it's like, you know, growing up, you know, in Florida for the last 45 years, I, you know, I, I remember three major hurricanes, three growing up. That was it up until my 30s, three. Three major hurricanes that kind of came through and really whipped whipped ass in Florida. And now it's, what, every fucking year we got something coming through? I mean, yeah. you know, so I I can see, A, you know, what you're talking about with climate change, you know, like uh, there's still, we, we had an episode about deniers and whatnot, you know, um, and then, and B, there probably is a lot of advantage, you know, being taken care, uh, like taking advantage of these situations for gentrification. To really capitalize off these situations, even though, mm-hmm. like you're you're just building on a pile of shit. It's really all you're doing. You're, you're nothing. You're you're not getting any. You're gonna get a view, but these people that are building these multi-million-dollar homes now in place of these like middle-class homes, they're what they live there. What twice a, twice you know, twice a year anyways. So like half yeah. the time. So it's like, what the fuck do they care? You know, it's just yeah. a getaway well, for and- them.
0: It's it's just like most any problem that happens. It doesn't have to be an economic or a uh, environmental disaster. For and forgive me, you know what? If you're a rich person, good for you. Um, but it, it doesn't have to be an environmental disaster for you to be able to get by as a as a rich person. Uh, it getting pulled over for a speeding ticket is a big deal for some of the guys who work for me because. Yeah, they have a hard time paying that two hundred and fifty dollar fine. It puts them behind. You know, I don't have an extra uh, two hundred fifty. Somebody, 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 <laughs> somebody <laughs> with it. some money who gets bit. This here you go,
2: and no, they got an attorney level.
0: takes care of it and whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, the on the beaches there, the people who lost everything there and and were just barely living there, they couldn't even number one. Couldn't have any insurance on the place. That there wasn't any insurance on the place because they couldn't afford they insurance. They don't offer
3: that in Florida, anyways. They can't they, afford they don't to offer build, build it back. Yeah,
0: yeah. And even if they could build it back, they were be caused to build it up now uh, because they're like legal and before, and it cost literally cost millions of dollars to build there. So it's it's kind of just self inflicted, and I I've often wondered where that tipping point is, and. Chad, I have to ask you if if you got into that in the story, how how long is how long is the richer getting built better houses and taller and tall? I wonder how long that's going to last.
1: I don't know. I mean, before I can it's understand. like, let's
0: get the fuck out of here.
1: Well, yeah. that don't tell anybody until I sell my house. Um, <laughs> you know, that's kind of yeah, right? how I feel about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. because it just it's scary. It, you know, like we talked about the increased you know, number of storms. And I don't know if it's the, the frequency is going to be as much as they're going to be just stronger. Um, and then when they do hit us, it's going to be, you know, more catastrophic. I think that's what I I meant to say. Yeah. I agree
3: with you on that. Like, like we were still getting hurricanes, you know, every couple of years, but they weren't as strong as, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. they they seem to be, they seem to be quite strong now. Um, and a lot of that power comes from warm water. And we've obviously had a warm Gulf of Mexico this year.
0: Uh, and that's the understatement there. You know, it's it, funny. It's, it, was, uh, it was hot.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. I, I have
3: a I have a ten year old son. He just turned ten, and uh, I hope I hope they fucking listen. I really do. I, I, I they don't, but I hope they do, because maybe they may you know catch a bit of pieces here. And so his my ex, his mother and her new husband, uh, her new husband's like a denier, like straight up just denies. It, like showed him. This was one of the videos he showed my son, Ronan my son Ronan's going to be a fucking scientist, man. He really is. He's a, he's got a good head on him. He th- questions, he's like just really curious, mostly about space, but like just about everything that has to do with science. And especially like, you know, environments. And they're, you know, which is crazy because they own a paddleboard company. So you'd think they'd be a little bit more in touch with the fucking idea of what, you know, climate change is and all that stuff and how we're affecting it. And um, he showed him this video of like, you know, how this is why sea levels aren't going to rise because you ever put giant cubes of ice overflowing in a glass and it doesn't make the glass overflow when it's done and all this stuff. This was, this was his argument, you know, and that that's why things are going to be okay. And I said, okay, okay, you know what? Let's just pretend that glaciers aren't on land, okay? Let's just pretend that's not where they start and they're not migrating to the ocean to fucking melt and all that stuff. Um, so let's just, you know, the glaciers are all in the water. Right, already they're already in the water, and that's not even an issue. So let's not even think about flooding. The warm water is another issue. the The warming of all the water it's 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 a proven fact that it is destroying, like completely destroying ecosystems because of it, and then cre- you know creating these powerful storms. It, it is scientific evidence that if a if it, if a tropical storm floats over warm water, right. We know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. It's going to strengthen the storm. So you know, regardless of all of these things, you know, I I'm more. I'm sorry. I'm kind of going on a rant here. Um, it's just it's just crazy to me, and it's nice to hear somebody like, uh, doing this stuff. And you you released a story on this stuff. Is that what you did? Did you do an article? Yeah, on I did this a story.
1: Or? It came out a few weeks ago. Not a few weeks ago. Probably three or four days ago. Um, about the gentrification of Fort Myers beach specifically in the wake of hurricane Ian. Yeah. So
3: what kind of, what kind of was, did you get any re- what kind of response did you get from that, especially in Florida?
1: A lot of readers that, that story did pretty well online. Um, so I think people, people are very interested in that idea. You know, it's, it was happening anyway. Uh, you know, the storm just really sped it up, you know, yeah. by six, eight, 10 years or whatever. So, um, that was the real genesis of the story was that, you know, this has sped up that process of forcing out middle class yeah. families from. You I know, think that's true. I think it was
0: on. inevitable. However, yeah. this just kind of went, this, this was the bulldozer that came in and cleared it all out, said, okay, I've had it. It was yeah, going to force happen. the issue. Sorry, guys. I
3: had a question that I was running to, and I don't remember where I was going to go with
0: well, I got, I got one that's totally off the wall. Hey, uh, Chad, tell me what a Royal Bohemian potcake is. I asked him what that
3: was earlier before we started the show.
1: That, a Royal <laughs> Bohemian potcake. I have one. It's a dog it's is, a hamburger no, is, is, It's not
3: something to eat
2: <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm something. so disappointed I'm like I'm I, like, I want right? to eat
3: whatever this is I want to eat it I don't know what it is but I want <laughs> hey, to it's eat a dog. it yeah.
1: she feels Go the ahead. same way trust me she'll eat <laughs> yeah. anything if you can describe what, uh, what she looks
3: like what kind of dog is Yeah, she, like she
1: looks kind discover? of like a black mouth cur you know? she looks like an old yeller in a way ah, okay. um, she's, oh. she's uh, brown and has that black muzzle um, And I went to Naples Humane Society to get a black mouth cur. You know, that's what I wanted. Was mm-hmm. you know, I'd wanted one since I was a kid. So they're like, oh, okay, here's a dog, and I was like, oh, okay, looks <laughs> just like a. Here's boy. the dog, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and then after I like signed the papers, and I'm like already in love with a dog and everything. They're like, oh hey, uh, you know, the, the dog's from the Bahamas, and I'm like, what? And they're <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was like, I kind of wanted to adopt a Florida dog, you know, and. um, they were like, well, it was brought over from the Bahamas by this family on a sailboat and all this stuff. So Whoa. I was like, you know, I was kind of like at first, I was like, well, you kind of should have told me I've got another dog. Now I'm freaked out that he's going to get some sort of sickness or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, some kind of weird dog.
3: fucking disease. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
1: these dogs are feral. I mean, they, she is literally wild. You know she she doesn't um, she doesn't dango. act like a lot of other dogs. She's very dingo like. She does all dango. these weird. <laughs> Isn't that displays. weird? That all, all
3: like like wild what? wild dogs, they kind of have that dingle look. You know what I mean? That's like the that's the lamb that's the look that dog wild dog goes to is you know fawn colored hair and fucking dark muzzle. You know, like that's the look. Yeah. You know, it's
0: weird. Ooh, that's, that's what happened Does on the she eye. does she go like? What's up with you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's throwing signs and, you <laughs> know, throwing she's, signs, throwing gang she's signs. beefing up.
1: Now yeah. she does this thing, they call it pot caking, where they'll lay on the ground and like spin in a circle and make all these barking, growly, wild noises. So and she practices Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it looks like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, <laughs> like solo, you know?
3: She has a blue belt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. She's uh, an interesting dog. But, you know, at first she, I thought she was going to bite me a lot because she would just kind of growl and they just growl. That's kind of how they talk, you know, and I, I've gotten to learn over time how they act. And, and mm. she's just a very, very loving dog.
0: How is she with other dogs and stuff like that?
1: She's a scaredy cat. She's just like... Oh, no like, kidding. Yeah, she's like, pee the floor, kind of, go to the <laughs> bed. You know, she yeah. pees all over me and that kind of stuff. A, you but know what's crazy
3: is is wolves are like that too. Wolves are not... You know, a lot of people think like, oh, I'll get a wolf dog or I'll get a mostly wolf or whatever. Like, that's how wild dogs are. They're not, they're not like uh, these big territorial protective like... Rrr. They're actually chicken shits. They don't like... Fucking! They don't put themselves in situations where they're going to die. They don't. That's not what kind of animals they are. They're like, fuck this! I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> I'm not yeah. dealing with. She's this. got. She's got survival instincts. Yeah, exactly. I see that. Like other dogs, don't really seem to to pick up on. You know, she's like like she's got webbed feet too, and I guess they developed that from being on the island because oh. over over the centuries, the different breeds of dogs that were brought to the islands just all crossbred until you had one standardized looking dog. So you got like a brown dog and then you got a black and tan version, you know, but they're all look alike. They're all the similar size, but they do have webbed feet. And she seems to be able to see into the water pretty well because she'll get up on the bow of my canoe and watch like stingrays and fish and just try to get them. You know, she jumps into the <laughs> water good. literally trying to, to get Do you take fish, your dog so. with you
0: uh, when you go camping? Do you take her?
1: Um no because I go to some sketch places you know I would um, hate to lose yeah. a dog in Over that kind of snake scenario bite or a
0: yeah they're more likely alligator to get or some eaten shit than yeah. they are to help yeah them. I
1: want to I want see, to, especially my little one
3: yeah see we these got fucking like videos. a little weenie dog oh god yeah, these fucking assholes man it's just like these just dickheads out in the wild feeding like alligators and crocs and they're like all up in the like, uh, how long until you guys think we're gonna see one of these videos of somebody just getting fucking completely mauled by a fucking alligator? You know, just just fucking baby shaking the shit out of them because they're doing dumb shit out there. You know, like why can't people just leave this? Sh- just leave it alone. Like, just, you can you know watch yeah. it, you know, admire it from a distance, but why do they? You see it in Yellowstone with the bears, you know, and and the bison. You see the video of that woman getting flipped over by the bison out there, you know, like. Just stay away from that shit. Such a weird thing. Yeah, it's to like,
1: me. you know, I saw a thing recently like, you know, they told our generation how to change the spark plugs in the car and they tell yeah. you not to drink the battery acid, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, maybe it's kind of one of those things, you know? I don't
3: know. I went, to, I went to Yosemite and I was what, 11 or 12 when I went to Yosemite and I went to Yellowstone at 15 with my dad. And the first thing he said to me, because we, we were walking around and uh, he, uh, no, my my dad has never been out there before. He, I mean, this was like his first time out there too, and he was just like, "I'm saying, my dad, like, he's not sitting here right next to us, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, he was just like, uh, you know, the bison are cool, but uh, don't don't walk up the the, the buffalo will fucking end you. <laughs> That's period. Don't yeah. don't don't bother the buffalo. You know, just, yeah. if you see them, yeah. just kind of walk away from them.
0: <laughs> you yeah, know? it's not it's bad luck. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Bad it, luck. It, it, uh, well, you gotta have respect for these animals, you know. And it's like, I, I think, I think you're right, yeah. I think that, you know, well, it hadn't been just, just now. I think as there's a lot of people, no matter what the age, who just think they're gonna go up there and get a selfie. Like these animals are just standing there, and just because they haven't gone here for you, right? When they inched up there, it's like, oh, this big thing is slow. No. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, it's it's really strange. It's and there's always when something happens, there's always this weird story, you know. When somebody actually gets bit by a shark or something, you're kind of like, you know, I remember a guy got bit in the panhandle and they were like, "Well, the shark was swimming around and acting sick and we tried to help it and it kind of like put its mouth on the nephew's arm." And I was like, "That just doesn't sound right." You know what I so do when what? I see a
3: shark in the water? Get the fuck out of the water.
1: <laughs> yeah, get out, the water. get out of the well, water. Well, it turned out that the they caught it and pulled it up on land, and they got the the nephew to pose with the shark, and the shark ah. turned to bit the nephew, which made a lot more sense to me.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it
1: was sick and swimming around, and just kind of happened to put its teeth on the you
0: know. Well, speaking of uh, some being uh, told a story and then having to drill down, well, I'll call that investigative reporting. Um, from from our standpoint, uh, there has been, I would say, in the last five years, especially a drought of really good... Remember, I mean, there used to be a lot of good investigative reporting. Look at all the movies about uh, reporters in these newspapers going after these stories, whether it was about the Catholic Church or whether it was about pollution somewhere. I mean, just really drilling down Sherlock Holmes and the shit out of it. Is is that over? I mean, because of the economics of journalism now? or how How do you feel about that? Do you guys... Do journalists like yourself ever talk about that? I mean, yeah,
1: we talk know, about the quality, really. You know, the yeah. quality of the work, um, suffering. Um, a lot of it is because of just you know people power. Um, we do. We don't have copy editors that we had before, so our copy's not as clean. What is when a copy it editor? Printed. It's someone who would read over like a printed out page before it goes to the printing machine to become the you know the actual. So newspaper.
3: literally, what an editor? What you think an editor is?
1: Yeah, they're reading the date, you know, they're reading the, you know, the masthead and all the different Mm -hmm. pieces to make sure it all looks right. Um, so there's not that. And, and we're also in this kind of race to get that quick hit, uh, trendy news now. And that seems to be driving a lot of attention. Um, like say we had, you know, we had the flamingos last week, like I would say within our, Canet Network, there were probably like 10 Flamingo stories done, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, we could have done two or three, I think, and kind of covered all those bases. But, you know, it's just like, it's very trend-oriented. Um, and it's, not, there's it's not, not as much It's all about diving.
3: sensationalism, right? Like, you know, it, it, the, the story isn't as sensational as the other one, you know, or whatever. And, you know, just it's, like so, social media affects everything, I imagine it affects you guys big yeah. time.
1: It makes it tough, and you you know you can do things like you know beef up your headlines or make them a little more sexy or whatever, and and then really not deliver on the story. But you if you do that for so long, people will figure it out and and not come back. Yeah. So I mean, if you deliver the goods, then you know that's great. But if you have these headlines that are saying this, that, or the other, you don't you know you don't prove that.
3: Well, to add on to what my dad's asking you, and I got because I was thinking about this the other day too. It's weird that you asked that, Dad. I was you know, I was literally thinking about like the idea of investigative journalism and how that played such a powerful role in our political process, you know, it was our, was our ability to be able to investigate people. And once we did being able to put that out there and being like, look, this is the fucking problem here. Uh, and everybody was like, oh shit. Cause they trusted the news back then, you know? Um, like, like I just, I, I wish, I just wish like a bunch of badass fucking investigative journalists would just get together and like fucking form some kind of gang, you know, and just, just really just go after like, just, just, just the bad people, you know, and just really go out, dig into their past, dig into their present and just expose the shit out of everybody. But, you know, I mean, I I don't know why people don't do that anymore, you know?
1: Yeah. It, well, it's hard to compete with, like, you know, stuff that's not quite reality, you know. People can tell a, a tale that's more interesting than, than what's actually going on. So, I mean, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of tough to compete with, um, you know, like misinformation campaigns mm, and, the
2: worst.
1: Uh, you know, you, you see headlines that, you know, somebody will, will say one thing and then another, the other side's got the same thing to say about them you know but they're like they just try to turn it on them turn the turn the you know the dialogue back on the other individual and kind of attack them so it's um,
3: yeah everybody Do gets fake the, news that right you think
0: that the future is going to be just run run by uh people posting things and I mean mm-hmm. it it really grinds me when i watch the news and they go okay let's let's see what people think online and they go they ask people's opinion mm-hmm. just People online what they think about a certain thing. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't care what they think. <laughs> I want to know what's really going on, you know? Yeah. And and I I came from a a time when I knew you, Mark Cross, Christine Girarden. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of really good Ryan Haraki, a lot of really Charlie Whitehead, a lot of good local, and I would call them investigative, you guys, investigative reporters, because you you would see something going on, and instead of just saying, oh, the city council did blah, 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 you would be like, really, did, why did they do that? Where is it coming from? What's the actual result going to be? You know, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it may have been you, or it may have been Christine Girardin, who told me the, the phrase, I don't know if it's a phrase or whether it's, it's what you guys go by, your job is to comfort the afflicted mm-hmm. and afflict the comfortable.
1: <laughs> I like that. It wasn't me. It was oh, a- <laughs> okay. Okay, I made it. Up. I like that. I know, no, no, I like that. <laughs> no, I, but good.
0: but that's that's what I always liked about that is that yeah, it's the opposite. You know, it, it's from what you say, well, the, the the people who are afflicted. It's your job to find out what's going on, well. and it's it's a, such an honorable profession. It really is. It's Thank amazing. You. And I know it's a dangerous, it can be a dangerous job to do that, like you said. Especially
3: because, when people scream fake news every fucking chance they get. You yeah, know? yeah,
0: yeah. And especially if you're afflicting the comfortable mm-hmm. who have the money and the power. Well, so,
1: and there's been a recent push in especially the last three, four months where a lot of state agencies have just kind of closed shop when it comes to, you know, communicating with reporters. Um, yeah. just... You know, they just are not, though, they're not people, you know, people that six, eight months ago I had like almost daily contact with will not return emails, phone calls, um, you know, things like that. So, you know, there's, there's some, there's some obstruction kind of tactics going on there. Yeah. But does it make um, you guys
3: wonder like why, like why? Oh yeah. There's, is there, yeah. well, it's, it's obvious to guys like us, but is it obvious, yeah. you know, like, like like why is it obvious like to other because other people aren't seeing it, you know, or they are they're yeah. ignoring it, and they got their blinders on you know, and their fucking headphones, and you know it's like it and uh I you know, we're not conspiracists, you know we're, we're, but we're we notice when things are happening, you know, and it, it obviously you know the biggest threat to you know uh people taking advantage of societies and political situations is you know, the press, right? It really is mm-hmm. the biggest threat because it, it can inform, it can continue to inform the people, Hey, well, this is actually what's happening, you know? And I don't know, man, it's kind of, it's, it seems like, it seems like ever since like, uh, what post 2012, 2013, 2014, like 2016 and on, there's just been the, this serious decline in the trust and in, in press. And, you know, what is the press, you know, you being a part of it, what what is your guys' plan to try and help, you know, reestablish that trust? I mean, do you guys even have an idea of what that looks like or is that on us as the the public, you know?
1: Oh, no, I think that's on us. I mean, I think that we need to earn trust and we need to find a way to to earn back those eyeballs that we've lost in the past ten, twelve years. And I think we we definitely have a credibility and image problem as a whole industry, you know, but I think we always have, you know, when I was in the nineties, when I was in college, I I got into journalism because I really hated national media and I thought they just broad brushed a lot of issues and, and painted over a lot of important things. And, you know, I kind of wanted to make a difference and be a part of democracy and, um, you know, the whole, that whole thing. So, I you know, I still feel like that. I mean, the informed public is really, you know, what I'm going for. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's, it's also a, how many views do you get? You know, how oh, many, God, yeah. how many people saw your story? Is it, is it 50,000 or was it, you know, even in my industry,
3: I go through the same thing. So it's the same. Well,
1: you know, we're the vegetable people too. You know, we're the, we're the spinach (laughs) and broccoli people. We're not like the candy and, you know, we're we're giving you what you need, not necessarily what you want. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the problem too.
3: I mean, do you guys talk about it? Do you guys talk? I'm sorry, go ahead, Dan.
0: No, I was just, it's just a, it's just a bit of a quandary, really, because um, when when it comes to journalism, I mean, it it's kind of been recognized as the the linchpin of democracy for a long time. Mm. You can't have a democracy without a strong uh, free press. That's I mean, exactly it, you just what can. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but when when you when you have a section of the people who create their uh, entire political agenda. Uh, when their entire political agenda is a contrary to common knowledge, we'll say common knowledge. Well, then it's kind of hard to pierce that for a journalist when you're saying like, look, this is all true. Uh, This is a quote from this guy. This quote from this guy. This is all coming together. I mean, I've seen a lot of times. and I know you have too. When when the news, the news will put together and it'll be, it won't just be the, CNN, MSNBC, it'll be everybody but Fox, put it all together, this is happening, and no, it, it doesn't, fit, doesn't fit people's world opinions, and so they kind of they shrug it off, it's just okay. Yeah. It must get frustrating for you guys, especially environmentally, when you just keep, you're, you're telling this story, and there's a section of people out there who really love the things that you do. I mean, any sane person would love that you're telling the story about this stuff. There's a whole segment of people out there that are just kinda like, eh, you know.
1: I well, know. I think I think, you know, information and being able to to distribute information is a very, very powerful thing. Yeah. And and I think there should be some responsibility that we all have to take to live up to certain, you know, ethical standards to report truthful things. Um, you know, even on our, our social media accounts and those types of things, you know, I, the, having the, you know, the Internet, social media, you know, new tools and, and, you know, even comedians, you know, doing news and things like that. It's just it's it's all uh, it's all different. It's all new, but it's giving new people new voices. It's just a matter of are these people being responsible with what they're saying? Yeah. And you know, I went to school for that for you know many years, and had a academic advisor, and you know, an internship, and all these things to learn ethics and and how to uh, you know conduct yourself in various arenas. And I'm not saying everybody needs to do that, but you know, at the you same think time, our politicians like
3: politicians would go through the same fucking process, whatever.
1: It would it would be nice. I mean, I think it would be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, mean,
3: could you imagine, know. Dad, if you had come out uh, in this in your political race, local, just in local politics, right, locally, locally, without some kind of, I don't know, grasp on, you know, ethics and morality, you know, just 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 coming out, just fucking shooting from the hip, like, yeah, that guy over there, fuck beep, that beep, guy, beep. you don't like that guy, fuck that guy, and there's a reason I can say fuck that guy, like, could, like, what? When did we, as a society, say, okay, well, you know what? Um, we don't hold our politicians to those kind of standards. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, we got to hold everybody else to yeah. that standard. Well, you know, politically speaking, you know, fucking, I'm sorry. I, I'm it,
0: it, in my, from my perspective, yeah, I wasn't the perfect mayor or council person. That's for sure. Everybody's no, got to be. You their wrote
1: this
3: nice fine line of being like able to put somebody in their place, but doing it with well, like this kind of grace, you know, and just kind of straightforwardness that a, you know, fucking a guy that lived here well, for as long as you did could do, you know? But
0: even though anybody who really knows me knows I wouldn't steal a rusty nail, um, as Joe Hogue used to say, my friend Joe Hogue, uh, there were people out there who were just, just certain, oh, that Nelson, he's he's just approving these, <laughs> these places just so he can build their docks or some shit like this. And I was like, no, no. Nope, that's illegal. I'm I'm not gonna do that. Not because it's illegal; it's not right. You know, what I mean, it, it. You can't convince people. And it's like who, motherfucker? Do you know how pre- busy
3: I am? I don't need that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's just, and it, and it goes further than that. It's not that it's not being busy. It's just, I don't know. And and you just can't convince people if once they make up their mind. It's really hard to turn that ship. I, I don't. you agree, Chad? I mean, it's
1: oh, it is. I mean, yeah. it's harder for people to change their minds and go you know what i've been lied to than it is to to just go ahead and keep on believing the lie and just see it it out there's
0: there's an admission that you've been had there you know
1: belief belief for people
0: to
3: belief is stronger sometimes man uh it's it's, for some reason people hold on to their belief more than you could be laying all of it out in front of them the evidence the facts everything and that doesn't trump their beliefs. It's, it's weird. It's such a weird right. thing to me. I don't have those stronger beliefs in anything, in anything, except for the idea that that people will believe their beliefs over any. That's the only thing I believe <laughs> is that well, your beliefs I've are going to trump any fact or evidence. You know, I've
1: I've, I've read studies where um, they've taken math people who are experts in math, engineers, different types of jobs, and formulated word questions and they would formulate the word questions in different socioeconomic scenarios and the person's belief in what was the cause of the problem overcame their ability to actually conduct the math.
3: That's yeah. wild. Man. So
1: if a certain, if it said something like, you know, a certain segment of the population commits most of the crimes or, you know, or does or does not. And and then they would statistically prove that and give them a set of numbers to come up with. Is this correct? Their personal opinion would outweigh their you know their math skills, which is you know something they've been working on their whole life. So,
0: have you ever read the uh, the book Freakonomics?
1: I have not. No,
0: it's really it's a really good read. They got Freakonomics and Super Freakonomics. It's a great podcast too, or or it's not a podcast. It's actually a. I guess it is a podcast. It is a show. podcast. They got a they got a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just amazing, and what they do, they're are a group of economists who look at things. They're the ones that came up with the very controversial and as yet correct uh, about they the figured out abortion thing why the population the climate population went down and why crime went down why crime went down and it was because when abortion became illegal uh, or became illegal, well then there were way fewer unwanted children and the crime plummeted. <laughs> well, so, no dirty, it's a dirty, it's a dirty hear, statistic. It is dirty. Nobody I mean, when you hear, hear about that, it you're like and Ugh. they admitted, but it is they, a Yeah, statistic, Nobody uh-huh. wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. But it's true. Yeah. yeah. The the data didn't lie. And they they they've come up with a couple of things like that were like look, here's the data, uh, and there is a direct correlation. They can even fly, uh, prove that there's not coincidental there's a correlation between it. So it's a really good, interesting read. And, um, they've, they've come to some really good, uh, really surprising conclusions because most of us have a, you know, Oh, well, crime was cured. Police crime was cured because we put more policemen on the beat. They proved that wasn't wrong. Crime was cured cured because we put, uh, because we spent more money. They proved that wrong. And so they were looking, what it was it? what was it? Yep so it's it's a strange thing, you know, uh small things, well, not small things, some things have uh, consequences that you don't know about you know so I don't know, so what's next for you Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you the same
3: thing what would you have anything big that you're working on, or you know or do you have anything you're trying to tackle or, or anything I, I agree with you dad. yeah, and, you know, I mean what's next for you
1: I'm doing quite a few things I mean I'm working on my youtube channel i'm um
3: what is you know, your YouTube channel? Social, you, see, you mentioned it it's earlier. It's called
1: Everglades Survival.
3: Everglades Survival.
1: Everglades Survival. So, yeah, I've been working on that and working on, you know, social media, writing in my own time. Um, so quite a bit, really. I mean, I do the the videos for YouTube. and it'll, You know, that might take me a full day to go out and shoot and uh, come back and edit and do everything like that to get it up. So um, I spend a lot of time writing, a lot of, you know, producing kind of content. And uh, just kind of looking forward to really doing more of that. I kind of do uh, my day job at, in my free time too, in a way.
0: Cool. That's cool. I think Nick uh, Nick told me that he wants to next trip. He wants to go out in Everglades with you and lay on the ground and sweat. Right no, next. no,
3: I'm, pr- I'm I'm planning <laughs> a, a trip to to Washington right now with my wife for our anniversary, and to go see the uh, the uh, orcas out there. And you know, Washington State. Yeah. Next month, uh, we're probably going to go do that. And I, I love the idea of traveling. I love the idea of seeing the outdoors, you know. But I got this foot thing that's going on, you know, and I'm kind of overweight, you know, and I just, you know, my maneuverability sucks. And I just, you know, I just, it just seems like such a fucking process, man, getting to these places. And I, I love the idea of it. I love the idea of traveling, seeing new places, walking somewhere. I love that idea. Like you know, just just hoofing it to where you want to go. But then you get out there and you start doing it, and you're like, "Fuck! I was not prepared for this at all."
0: You know, what I guarantee I mean? you, you go, you go with Chad twice, <laughs> twice, you will lose fifty pounds.
1: Oh, the worst mile. The worst mile is the first one and the last one. Yeah, just, <laughs> just to get started, it's just terrible. It yeah, just feels man. terrible.
3: Well, what do yeah. you? I can't. Oh well. As a Tennessean, man, I'm gonna. I, I'm kind of curious. Like, I, I know we got to wrap this up here, soon. we're going over time here, but you know, like, why Florida? Why Florida? And why? Why? Like, you know, like, what made you come yep. here? And why? What do you? What is it about Florida that you're into?
1: Well, it's interesting. I got into sailing um, when I was in college. I, I came down. A professor of mine had a boat in Pensacola. And we came down and started sailing uh, Hobie Cats, sixteens, and things off the beach, and ended up capsizing one in the Gulf, and I was stranded out there for like an hour and a half, and oh, wow. eventually got rescued by a boat. And so went to Tennessee and immediately bought a sailboat, and then <laughs> and then nearly and then second outing nearly died in a storm. So I just it just kept getting wilder and wilder, and I kept going. Uh, you know, this sailing thing's a lot of fun. So I hated the snow. Uh, Newspapers were really good in Florida at that time. They were really strong.
3: Yeah, they were. Um,
1: I thought if I couldn't make it in Florida, I couldn't make it anywhere. Um, So I just sold all my stuff except my dog and my cell phone and a laptop, and like moved down here and started camping and sending out resumes. I'd never even been down here. What? Um, You know, I just I came down to Sarasota.
3: Yeah, with a tent.
1: Yeah, yeah, with a tent Mm -hmm. and a Great Dane in a little Isuzu pickup truck. Um,
0: Where were you, know, you staying I'd at the
1: solar. time? Oscar Shear State Park up in uh, the Venice area. Oh, that area. place is nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I stayed Very up there for, for quite a while. I would, it was really great because I would get up in the morning and go make some copies at Kinko's, if you remember that. Yeah, right. a resume And I'd go to the beaches, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, no. And so I came down, you know, and I, I really wanted to sail and I've done a lot of sailing and a lot of racing and offshore stuff. And, um, I just really got into the boating, and I really got into the birds, and I really got into the fishing, and I really got into the warm winters, and um, you know the hurricanes are really the only thing that bothers me. I you know the, the bugs, I can I can deal with those. Um, the heat doesn't, you know, it's not too bad. It's hot everywhere, so you know
3: it's getting even hotter too. You know, it's wild that you yeah. mentioned the hurricanes because, like, I didn't give a fuck about hurricanes up until about I don't know two years ago when I opened up a business. That's when I started mm. giving a shit about hurricanes. Yeah. Like, really? I'm not even kidding. Like, hurricanes before that were like, "Oh, fuck it, this is like another fucking day off, and let's have a party or whatever." Now I'm like, "Fuck!" Oh. Right? Yeah. Like, this is a th- this is really going to affect me financially. Like,
0: yep, uh, it can injure shit, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, well,
1: you know, yep. it's easy to see how FEMA's running out of money. You know, I I, I was thinking oh, yeah. of that years ago. How how are we going to maintain this pace of you know, like you said, there seems like every year a community just gets pummeled.
0: Oh
3: yeah, and I
1: mean, it's not yeah, That's cheap. a
0: good question. Yeah, the throwback. I mean, there, there's, there's, no, and it's not just going to be hurricanes. Mm. Uh, no, it's the fires. The we were just talking about Maui. Maui gonna get, last it's week. It's going to get colder in cold places, hotter and floods. Everything is fires. Gonna be, it, Everything's on not, fire. It's about the exasperation. I mean, it's, it's just it just kind of gets worse everywhere. The, the it's gonna be uh an unfriendly planet for a while.
3: Yeah, but by the way Until we leave. By the way, my uh my my yeah. son's stepfather <clears throat> uh thinks that uh the fires in Maui were created by uh our government, by the way.
1: <laughs> I use I use government sources like the Army Corps, <laughs> and when I see the Army Corps making preparations for climate change, I kinda believe the army. You I know, mean I army? mean if if they're if they're taking you know they're talking about relocating bases, if they're thinking of rebuilding in different areas than they were before, if they're making adaptations for climate change, I mean, I kind of take it serious if like the Army Corps, if, if these major agencies are planning it for themselves, uh, yeah, there might know. be some <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was
0: it was 12 years ago when the Army, not just the Army Corps, the Army, uh, their threat assessment the biggest threat assessment they had was climate change. And these aren't a bunch of, you know, no they're tree not. huggers. No, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're into blowing shit up and they're just mm-hmm. saying like, Oh shit. Yeah. We there's can some fight smart those folks guys. in that too. Well, we especially in the those army guys, Corps of but engineers. We can't do so, anything about this. Yeah.
3: You know, Yeah.
1: yeah they're I, some I, smart I, folks.
3: I, it's, it's, it, it's weird. It's weird to me to honestly, it's not like, like, let's just take all the scientific evidence out of it, right? Let's just pretend that we weren't, it's not even available to us, right? We don't even have access to the scientific evidence, right? It's just take that out and you just look around. You look around at the impact that we could potentially be having and the possible negative effects from, from us just existing, right? In this time that we exist in, right? You know just look around. You can look around and you can see the the crowding. You can see there's no way that how, you know, with the way our, our, um, how many people that we're creating every year and, you know, how our population is going to be not only how are we going to feed those people in you know, a couple of decades, but you know, how, what, what impact is that going to continue to have? Like, it just takes a little bit of just, kind of uh awareness to kind of be able to kind of put this stuff together i i don't understand the 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 amount of just blinders that you have to have on your head to ignore not only ignore but just pretend like it's not an issue or it's not even your fucking problem
1: right i go to tennessee and talk with some of you know relatives and friends and it's some not all but I'll, I'll talk about the winters and stuff and like, hey, you know, we used to go sledding or whatever. And, oh, and they'll be like, oh, it doesn't snow here anymore. You know, and I'm like, what? And they're like, I didn't snow much anymore. It rarely ever happens. And I'm like, but climate change? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Climate's not, not changing. <laughs> it's, it's not that.
0: And yeah, if it is, yeah. it's and not it, because
1: it, of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: not man-made. It's just yeah. the sun got hotter. <laughs> yeah, the sun got hotter. Yeah, I had a friend of mine up there tell me that. And I'm like. Oh uh, no! no.
3: <laughs> the sun's gonna get hotter, but you're not gonna live yeah. to see it, and none of us are. All right, <laughs> like
0: okay. Well, when we take off, I'm gonna I wanna <laughs> leave you guys with this. I just I just wrote something. I was watching that. There's a new biography coming out on Elon Musk. Okay, interesting fellow. And uh, I watched, I think it may have been 60 minutes special. Maybe it was during Sunday Sunday CBS or something. And they were interviewing the guy who d- wrote. had written the autobiography and uh he's a weird elon's a weird character and he started naming off these things that he's doing right now and i kept listening and listening i'm like holy shit that guy's a bond villain out of a james bond movie he is and and so i i wrote it down i actually posted it and i put on there you uh all these bond villains the things they were doing taking over the, the America's ability to launch spacecraft, uh, colonizing things, doing this and that. I mean, I, you got to admit, if if he's not a savior of the humanity, which I don't think he is, he's a Bond villain. Except we don't have any James Bond.
3: <laughs> no,
2: we don't. I don't think.
3: I, well, I don't I mean, think if, so it, if he did, I mean, we wouldn't know about it, probably. But, you know, we, we definitely don't have any James Bond. I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I that guy's seriously and he's kind of bent too. He's, he is. He's I mean, admittingly, he's he's had some issues, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And so, sounds like know. it
3: sounds like he needs to go out and hang out with Dad a little bit out in Everglades, <laughs> is what it sounds like. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Get grounded a It'll little change bit. Change you need to get grounded. Change your outlook. I, get the I heck, heck out, out
3: of
0: there, it you'll be hurt. happy. Could <laughs> hurt. <Yeah. laughs> so I don't know. I I, I just I'm a little, I'm probably more worried about him. What do
3: you think he's going to do? Though? I mean, what do you think his intentions are? What do you think his role is in this? What, what, is, what oh, are I think his goals? I mean, he just wants to okay. take over the world. Uh, you think? Add, it, add
0: it up. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be the only person you can go to to launch a spacecraft. Eventually, right? yeah. He's going to. I mean, NASA right? already depends on he's, him. Yeah. He's the only guy putting satellites up in there to do uh, internet. So he's going to take over the internet. He's already token, taken over social media when it comes to Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it is. So you start pasting all these parts together of what it would take to actually control the world like any good Je- Bond villain would want to do, right? And then you put together his company that's going to be inserting stuff into people's brains. This is true. I'm not making this up. It's called Sounds Miralink. like an
3: X-Files episode.
0: Yeah, I said, putting things in people's brains to make them happier or sadder or to, you know, and of course, he'll say, oh, it's just to help epilepsy or whatever. But that's like the first step. And then he's also investing in artificial intelligence and auto driving. So it all just seems to kind of wrap in together. Yeah, and, you it know, sounds you, like a bad, might a say, poorly written oh, science He's just fiction having movie. fun, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of scares
1: me.
3: It's,
0: yeah,
1: crazy.
3: the whole
2: yeah. thing is scary.
1: Like a, yeah, it, I saw an interview with a robot recently, and the the robot had very like human facial expressions and things. And one of the questions was, you know, do you do you need? Will you need humans in the future? And it, will there come a point where you will destroy us to get rid of us? And the, the robot kind of looked around and thought, <laughs> "We won't do it at first. <laughs> yes, no. I was just like whoa. You know, yeah. the robot was just like, not at first. Oh, uh, I, make I was sure we're standing okay. the next to
0: him with a machete and just cut his head right off. <laughs> right. Hey, hold that thought for a second. <laughs> <Ding>! <laughs> yeah. So, Chad, yeah. how do we... Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little frightening. I mean, and I do think that we can have, I still think there's a possibility of two pathways, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, and the pathway of, we'll say a Star Trek pathway.
3: Yeah, we talked That's about that. That's a pretty good yeah. future.
0: Mm-hmm. Star but, Trek's pretty good. Hey, hey you're going to
3: say the big S word. You're going to say the big S word if you're going that way. Can't say the big S word. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the big F word? Socialism. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to be say the big mm-hmm. S. What? Bad word, socialism.
0: What's
3: the, big F? <laughs> the big S oh, word, socialism, man. <laughs>
0: fuck that. Socialism, socialism, <laughs> socialism. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I believe in a strong social safety net. So anyway, I, I, and I believe that capitalism doesn't work. Well, without it, it just doesn't. Uh, I'm a capitalist, but we need a social safety net to make capitalism work. It's just, it's just, uh, other than that, you get people who are incredibly poor and people who are incredibly poisonously rich, like Elon Musk. That's, that's too much money for any person to have. It's too much money and too much power. I don't know. And I don't know. I think that we've all learned enough about human nature. To know that what uh, is absolute power? You're assuming
3: that that no, that we've all gone. That's big. That's a big boast. Not everybody knows a shit about it, human nature, you know, or people just ignore it. I don't. Oh, know Oh yeah, else.
0: I know. But but you know, you ask anybody about. They used to say that about politicians, just right across the board. Politicians are crooks. That was it. Politicians are crooks. Blah, 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 blah. Well, now they have a crook that's a politician, and they like him. I don't know. I don't know, so it's the strangest thing. I I don't know where we're at right now, but it seems kind of screwy. You're,
3: I think but you're uh, right. I think I, we we are at a crossroads. We're going to be, and I keep saying, yeah. I, I I have I have. Do you Chad, do you have children or no?
1: No. Um. Uh. My wife and I had two foster kids, but not uh, biological children.
3: Well, I mean, so you're raising some kids, right? Or were yeah was, yeah for is, a they're yeah. grown now yeah. and
1: have their own children. Well,
3: two of my kids are fucking grown ass people too, but uh, I, I have a little guy, he's 10. And, you know, like, I, I tell him, I said, look, you know, the, this, this world is, you know, I've been saying it, it's just funny that you posted that the other day because like um, I've been telling him for like a long time and I've been telling anybody I can, like, like we're really coming to a point in humanity where not only is everything going to become automated, especially, you know, nine, you know, even if it's 90, let's say it's 60 or 70% of the working class, right. is going to become automated. All the farming is going to be automated. Everything pretty much is going to be automated. Uh, unfortunately, journalism, the arts, all of these crazy things that we take pride in—it's going to be all automated. How do you how do you employ you know 80 percent of the population once everything's automated? You know, and then how, not only how do you employ them, but how do you make money off of them if you can't employ them? So where what where is the end game here? The, if the only end game and it is, and I hate going to this because I sound like such a fucking dork. But the only end game is the Star Trek future. That is the genuine end game. That's the only in game that's going to sustain us as a humanity. Because those people don't work for money. Those those people work for the progress of humanity and for the progress of of all, all of us, right? You know, you do a job because you want to see humanity progress, and you enjoy doing what you do. You know what you do, and um. You know, my son was like, Oh, how does that work? And I'm like, Well, uh, you know, it, it works because there's this all of a sudden, there's when, once you're doing something because you enjoy doing it and you want to see the progress of humanity, you don't care. It's not a competition anymore. That, com- that competition of, Well, I had to pull myself up by the bootstraps. So that fucking clown does too. You don't care if people don't work anymore because it doesn't matter to you. And it doesn't matter anyways. Like in the grand scheme of everything, why does it matter to somebody else? Who cares if that person, cho- if that person chooses in that kind of society to just, oh, I want to play video games and smoke weed all day. Cool. If that is where your existence is going to lead and that is the, you know, the, root, the ceiling of your existence, fuck it. Who cares? Why do I care? My existence is going to expand because I have a lot to express. I have a lot to share. I have a lot to... Talk about. I want to show people music. I want to show people art. That is where I'm going to continue going. Why do I care about these other people? And I think that's where socialism. So you're
0: saying people will choose to be happy, right? Because like yeah. Scandinavia, <laughs> you just described Scandinavia. I <laughs> uh, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't know if America will ever get there, man. We're we're pretty yeah. stubborn.
1: So. Well, we we just have this fundamental problem of not admitting that we are the government. We always yeah. say the government yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. The government this. We, we never go. We We talk about it on the show suck. all the time. We talk about we, it on the show you know. all the
0: time. I mean, yeah. what was that? Uh, uh, George Car- uh, George Carlin used to say that. Where do you think they get these guys from the sky? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're us. <laughs>
3: it's it's <just> literally <laughs> us. We're, we're literally. Uh, it's a you know until it's not a democratic process anymore, which yeah. there are some people yeah. trying to get rid of. So you know, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Well, well, it's been great having you on here, yeah, Chad. Chad, it's been great. Oh, thank you. It's great. been awesome, actually. And I and I may take you, you up on this whole excursion and the Everglades there. If anything, yeah, just to come prove on how out. fucking how much of a bitch I am, you know, being a forty-five-year-old bit generation <laughs> Florida resident. Wait, wait,
0: I'm recording this. Oh, we are
3: recording
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Um I think you'd be then, fine. Al- and then also, uh,
3: you know, if you have any if you have any Ideas of how we could get Carl Hyacen on the show—that'd be great too. You know, maybe you could send him an email, or you know, as a, one journalist to another, you know. And, uh, but yeah, you've been of, great. Uh, yeah,
0: for sure. Continued luck out there in the boonies, Thanks. Yeah. and
3: uh, and I hope you can. I do
0: worry about you sometimes. I have to admit, I start, I start thinking. I see you on there. I see you post something. I'm like, Ugh,
1: everybody knows.
0: You, you know, you, I, take, you, I take, I, I take. You, you don't I sweat take, it,
1: right? Not too much. I take a, a. I have an emergency signal locator, like a satellite beacon. Oh. So if, I, if I push the button, it'll notify the Coast Guard and either call your or Monroe Sheriff. Well, oh,
0: that's good. That's what not is.
1: that they could come and do anything within you know any like <laughs> yeah. soon. They'll no just short be like they'll be like
3: he's dead. You can't do anything
1: about it. You yeah. can find your body. Don't worry I about mean, him, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They can find what washes up on the beach or whatever. You know. <laughs>
3: Isn't that wild, Uh, real quick? It is wild, right? Like, you see these programs of people looking for people, and all of a sudden they go out to Colorado, middle of nowhere, looking for so and so, and they find like three other dead people, and they're like, oh, they're fucking.
1: (laughs) I find weird stuff out there. Like, (laughs) you'll, you'll be hiking along, and there's just like a tent. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you're oh, like, wow. I, I'm miles from the road. No, dude, I there's... listen to
3: too much true crime. I don't fucking, wa- I ain't walking up on my <laughs> <that> fucking weird <laughs> tents. Man. Uh,
1: Especially in Florida. I came up, yeah, I came up on a shack a few weeks ago that was an, it's an old shack, and I was like, man, I am, this is not the place to go. Whoa, <laughs> this whoa. Is, uh, this is kind of sketch.
0: Yeah, that's kind of sketchy there, man. I well, know. cool. Acqu- you're Carl, right uh, somebody, you were across somebody, some farmer. Chad, is there
3: anything that you want to promote Mm -hmm. on here other than your YouTube channel?
1: No, the YouTube channel really is is about it for right now. Um, Doing, you know, a lot of fun work right now, you know, covering the flamingos and uh, just, you know, looking forward to doing some more Everglades why are, trips. Are so
3: people, why are people so interested in flamingos? It's always such a weird thing. Is it because they're pink?
1: No, clothes? we love them. And Florida really? loves them. I don't Seriously, know what it is. Like people are it's on the lotto ticket. The yeah. You know, that's the most, you know, <laughs> sacred so thing we weird. have in Florida.
3: We, well, that it's and manatees, goes. and neither one of them are to here. So it's just like you got two <laughs> fucking outside creatures in Florida, and that's what we're fucking obsessed with. That's so yeah, weird no, we, don't,
0: we don't treat the manatees too well, so we, we kind of run <laughs> them over all the time.
1: <laughs> it happens.
0: Except for Chad. Chad does not. He just paddles. I'm a right victim. Over. I'm a they victim of manatees.
1: I've, I've been flipped by one before in my canoe. I, I my,
0: got flipped uh, there at the power plant down there where all the manatees are. <laughs> Yeah. Holy boy, I was like they I thought there were hippos in there. They were tough, man. I will wrestle I
3: will wrestle the fuck out of a man too, man. I'll get in there. Don't fucking make <laughs> it boxing slippers, man. man. Oh, watch
0: <laughs> it. They got these little boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah. You gotta watch it. Well cool. And the gigantic tail. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. All
0: right. Thanks All right, a lot, thanks, everybody. Thanks. Well, nice. um
3: I'm gonna go ahead and push stop here then.